Hello, everybody! I apologize for not being here last week, but much like the New York Jets, I just didn't feel like showing up to work on Sunday. Good afternoon, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Coming up this week on the show, we got a lot to talk about, including the Heisman winner that could be a two-sport athlete. That's right, I'm talking about the next Bo Jackson. You have the uh, Phoenix Coyotes, or Arizona Coyotes, whatever the heck you want to call them, and their new move in the NHL. And of course, of course... How could we forget talking about Tom Brady? Stick with us, folks. We got a big show today, lots to talk about. This is sports, 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 and we start now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. For those of you who are new to the program, we like to give you the quick and dirty recap of what happened in the sports world this past week while telling you all about what to look forward to in the week ahead and subsequent weeks after that. There's a lot of weeks in the year. I think there's 50, 52 of those. I don't know. Leap year. Anyway, this weekend was a fun one for myself and my wife. We went on a trip to good old Long Island, visited some folks, went out to uh, see some family, a couple friends, and now we're back here in Philadelphia, ready for another exciting week. Speaking about exciting weeks, this was a really exciting one for my fantasy team. Lots of good stuff happening as I am on my way to the second round of the playoffs. I know you don't really care about that. You, What you really care about is all the football news and action. So why don't we get to that? Starting with the Thursday game, the Tennessee Titans. They crushed the Jaguars 30-9. Derrick Henry had a 99-yard touchdown that ties the record for the longest of all time. Titans with a huge win going into tonight. Uh, you have the Lions. They beat the Cardinals 17-3. Prescott's, you know, <clears throat> Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Am I on the wrong game? I don't know. Lions beat the Cardinals 17-3. The 49ers, they got a big win over the Broncos. The Chargers, they beat the Bengals 26-21. Uh, the Colts, they ended up beating the Texans. So division rival Colts. They are now 7-6, and six, and the Texans 94. I've been saying for a while now, I'm pretty sure the Colts are better than the Texans. Nobody seems to believe me. This game proves it. Andrew Luck looked pretty good. 399 yards, two touchdowns. That really helped them push ahead. The Saints, of course, they got another win over the Bucks, so they remain at 11-2. and two. The Dolphins had a last-second victory over the Patriots. Last play of the game, two lateral catches later, and a big run to spoil the day for Tom Brady, who, by the way, continues to prove himself as the GOAT. That means greatest of all time for those non-internet fans out there. Tom Brady did uh, pass uh, Peyton Manning's touchdown record today, so... Congratulations, Tom. Can you retire already? I wish. All right, Chiefs and Ravens. The Chiefs, they got a big win, 27-24, but it was really close. Ravens have lost. Uh, the Ravens lost this week, but with the Steelers playing not so great, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, they're bumping their way up in those standings. 
<clears throat> the Packers, they got a win over the Falcons, 34 to 20. Browns beat the Panthers, 26 to 10. It was a big uh, comeback victory, nine points for the Browns in the fourth quarter. The Cowboys, they beat the Eagles, 29 to 23 in overtime. Amari Cooper, my guy, three touchdowns, basically just pushed me into the next round. So I'm all jazzed up about that. Once again, you're all like, yeah, whatever. Listen, a few weeks ago, Amari Cooper looked like a nobody out in Oakland who, by the way, couldn't win a game, although they, they did win today. But, you know, that's a story for 30 seconds from now. Um, now suddenly he's with the Cowboys. And, man, him and Dak Prescott, they're, they're going to do some good things together for a couple of years. Mark my words. Speaking of the Raiders, they beat the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, he went down uh, midway through the game, didn't play until the fourth quarter, and really helped try to lead the Steelers to a comeback. It was close. It really was. But the Raiders came out on top on this one, 24-21. Juju Smith-Schuster, he had two touchdowns for the Steelers. Derek Carr, had uh, he had 322 yards and a couple touchdowns himself. The New York Jets... Forgot how to tank a football season. They beat the Bills 27-23. They're now 4-9. and nine. Um, Basically, Josh Arnold. Josh Arnold. Josh Arnold. It's, it's as if Sam Darnold and Josh Allen had a baby. Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, two rookie quarterbacks going head-to-head. -head. That one, uh, this, this round was won by the Jets. Two interceptions for Josh Allen. And the New York football Giants, they won today 40 to 16, crushing the Redskins. Saquon Barkley, he had a touchdown, 176 yards. And Eli Manning had three touchdowns. Big, big job for him. Big job, real big. Uh, there is a late game going on right now. The Rams and the Bears, as of this recording, the Rams are ahead 3-0. I am expecting them to win it, although the Bears are marching downfield right now. Mitch Trubisky with an interception so far in this game. And then tomorrow, the Vikings and the Seahawks. Now, that should be a really exciting one. Vikings really trying to push for that last wild card slot. And the Seahawks, well, you know what? The Seahawks are as well. They're both pushing for a wild card slot. So that's a fun game. Tune into that one tomorrow night at 8.15 p.m. That is Eastern Standard Time. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, by the way, uh, he broke a record today. So... As much as I have to, you know, congratulate Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers took something away from the man today, and that is his most, uh, sorry, most passes without an interception. That record officially now belongs to Aaron Rodgers. 358 straight passes without a single interception. So, good job, Aaron. Let's, uh, let's hope you keep that stuff up going forward. Let's take a peek at the standings now. As we're on the subject of the Patriots, and I'm sick of talking about them, they are ahead in the AFC East, 9-4. Then you have the Steelers in the AFC North. They're uh, leading that division 7-5-1. Ravens are right there, though, at 7-6. In the AFC South, you have the Texans at 9-4. They lost today. And then the AFC West has the Kansas City Chiefs. They've already clinched a playoff spot. Uh, they're at 11 and two. If you're looking at the wild card teams for the AFC, the Chargers are no brainer up there. They're ten and three. They get no respect, no love this year, but they are in fact ten and three. They they can't even get fans to sit in the seats. If you're looking at the other wild card slot, there's a few different names that come up. I mentioned the Ravens. They're really close. You have uh, the Miami Dolphins at seven and six. The Ravens are at seven and six. 
You have the Colts at seven and six. You have the Titans at seven and six, and then you have the Broncos at six and seven. So there's a couple different teams that, uh, depending on how this thing shakes up, it could go either way there. I honestly think it's going to go Baltimore Ravens, um, just because you know they up until this past week, I think they had won like three straight. They're starting to find their groove a little bit. Lamar Jackson's really leading the charge, um, but I don't know. We'll see how long that lasts for. Moving into the NFC, you have the Dallas Cowboys on top at seven and five in the East. You have in the North the Chicago Bears at eight and four, even though they lost today. They're still leading that division. The North, uh, the North, the South has the Saints at eleven and two, and the West has the Rams at eleven and one. If you're looking at the wild card teams, there you have Seattle at six and five, and then you have you have the Eagles at six and six, the the six five and one Vikings. You have the six and seven Carolina Panthers. Um, oh, I'm sorry, the the Seahawks are seven and five. By the way, so they're guaranteed. They're not not that they're guaranteed, but right now they're that top wild card slot. And then you have like the Panthers, Vikings, and uh, Eagles. And you can even make an argument for the Redskins, although they've lost their last four games. So I'm really not thinking Redskins. Um, you can make an argument for any of those teams to uh, snatch up that last slot. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Ezekiel Elliott, he, uh, you know, running backs in this league don't often use their head. Um, and what I mean by that is Ezekiel Elliott literally used his head Um during a uh, during a play today, so he was penalized for uh, head helmet a helmet to helmet. I don't know what you want to call that attack. <laughs> it was a helmet to helmet hit uh, on. It was Corey Graham, right? Uh, it was at the end of a twelve yard reception. So he actually became the first ever offensive player to be penalized for a helmet to helmet hit. So I mean, it's kind of. Kind of ballsy for him, but I like it. All right, moving on uh, to the schedule for next week. So, obviously, the Thursday night matchup, L.A. and Kansas City. That's one you're not going to want to miss. That's exciting. Um, both of those teams are playoff bound, so you're going to want to see them play each other. Uh, next Saturday, you have the Jets and the Houston Texans. And I know you're probably thinking, well, why is that an exciting game? Well, the Texans are really trying to defend themselves right now at top of their, their conference. And the Jets, Jets have had two back-to-back -back decent weeks. They looked okay against the Titans. They actually got a win today. So I think that game is going to be closer than you think. Two big, bruising-type football teams going at it. Other big games, you have the, the I want to talk Dallas, the Stars. You want to call, you got the Cowboys and you have the Colts. They'll be playing each other. That's at 1 p.m. next Sunday. Um, you also have Seattle, San Francisco. It's always a fun little rivalry match. New England and Pittsburgh. You have Philadelphia and L.A. Those are some of the later games. And then on Monday, so we're going ahead to December 17th. It's a whole weekend and, uh, and some change from now. But you have the Saints and Carolina. So some exciting matchups to look forward to for the next week. If we can really quickly go into college football for a second. Army beat Navy. This is their third straight year, 17-10 to 10 in the Army-Navy Bowl. That's always some excitement. Uh, you have a lot of bowl games coming up um, over the next week. So next Saturday, right, this is when bowl season officially begins. 
We start off with the Auto Nation Cure Bowl between Tulane and Louisiana, followed by the New Mexico Bowl, which is between North, Kansas, North Texas and Utah State. And then we're going to go to the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl because we can't put enough names in a bowl name. That's between Arizona State and Fresno State. Uh, then you have the Georgia Southern Eastern Michigan. Uh, well, they're playing each other in the... Um, oh, Well, they're playing each other in a bowl game. I'm just not 100% sure which one. Well, we'll have to come back to that. Um, in other news, they finally announced the Heisman winner for this season, Kyler Murray. He is... Uh, he's the man. Oklahoma Sooners. So he really has led the attack with them. He's their quarterback, really helped them out this year, uh, helped them go 11-1. and one. They're on their way to the playoffs as we speak. Uh, the most interesting part, though, about Kyler Murray is that he could be the next Bo Jackson or Deion Sanders. Murray was drafted at number nine overall by the Oakland A's in the MLB draft this earlier this year. He was getting $5 million or so to play football at Oklahoma. So he's actually making more money than the coach just because he had signed a pesky little contract with the A's. Now, it's looking like he's going to be signed pretty highly with the NFL. So you could see him starting on a Sunday and then going to play baseball on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then back to football on Sunday. Um, in all reality, if he wouldn't be the first player to play two sports, like I said, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, did it successfully. The question is, is, is it going to work in this day and age? I mean, the plan, the hope is that the Oakland Raiders are the ones that sign the guy. I mean, Derek Carr's trash anyway. Um, so, you know, at least then, like, it's really easy to commute between both ballparks. But you never really know. Uh, back to our balls for a second, though. I, I didn't get a chance to say this, but the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl and... Trust me, that name in itself was worth the wait. This is going to be played between Georgia Southern and Eastern Michigan. And then the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl between Middle Tennessee and Appalachian State. So remember, those games are next Saturday. Um, and then throughout the week, sporadically, there's going to be more bowls. But we'll talk about that on next week's show. I don't want to overwhelm you with crazy stuff right now. Jim Harbaugh, a lot of talk this week about whether or not he'd be staying in Michigan. Fans of Michigan... No worries, he's not going anywhere. Fans of every other school in that conference, the Big East, yeah, he's not going anywhere. With Urban Meyer leaving, this is a big opportunity for Michigan to push themselves ahead and maybe do something really, really special. Um, so that's all I got for football. When we return from our break, I'd love to talk about the NBA. You know, that thing where you put the big orange pumpkin inside of that, um, the hoopy thing. What do, you, what do you call that? I don't know. It's, I think it's called basketball. Let's talk about some basketball when we return from the break. You're watching Sports, Sports, Sports. Please do not move a muscle because we will be right back. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, Beal and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh, my God. 30. No Ten. way. Touchdown. Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis Marathon. Step on Diggs. And the Minnesota Vikings have walked on the New Orleans Saints. It's a 61-yard. 
officially upon us, friends. I hope you have your North Faces and your PSLs ready, because you're going to need them. I have to say, both of those companies have really good branding. I mean, who, who doesn't want that for their own company? We here at Sports 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 are looking for the same like-minded companies who want to grow their brands by advertising through us. Want to be involved? It's easy. Just email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Right now we're offering free advertising on our show, so please shoot us a message and take advantage of this offer. Okay, that's all I have to say. Let's get back to the show. Oh my goodness, you made it back to the show. <laughs> I thought you were lost. Honestly, I couldn't find you anywhere. All right, I'm just messing with you. All right, let's talk about some basketball here. The Mavericks, they beat the Rockets 107-104. You know, I really thought Houston, after they dumped Carmelo, was just going to skyrocket up. Yeah, I, I intended to say it like that. Uh, I really thought the Rockets were going to do well. And lately, they really haven't. But we'll get more into that later. Pacers, they beat the Kings, 107-97 on Saturday. The Hawks beat the Nuggets, 106-98. Cavaliers, wow, they actually got a win over the Wizards. Sean Wall, speculation continues about whether or not that guy's going to be on the move. A number of different teams talking about him. The Nets and the Knicks, the New York Bowl, as you want to call it. The Nets took this one, 112-104. Celtics crushed the Bulls, 133-70. to Seven. I mean, that's that's pretty bad. That's that's really bad, actually. Lakers get a win over the Grizzlies, one eleven to eighty eight. Trailblazers beat the Timberwolves, one thirteen to one hundred five. The Heat they get a win over the Clippers, one twenty one to ninety eight. And then if we move into today's games, right now you have the Jazz losing to the Spurs, ninety seven to eighty three. Couple minutes left in the fourth. Uh, the Knicks, they're getting their buns handed to them by the Hornets. It's still the third, so plenty of time there left. Uh, the Pelicans, they beat the Pistons 116-108. And then the Bucks got a win over the Raptors. That's right, 104-99. to So it's a pretty big deal. I mean, right now the Bucks are, um, they're, I think, number two in the standings, or the Sixers are number two. No, 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 the F, with this win... With this one, the Bucks are now number two. Raptors sit at number one, still 21-7 and seven in the East. And, I mean, they, they still, they look really good. They have lost two straight games, but I think they'll tighten up the screws. They'll be all right there. 76ers, they're 18-9. They look really good since getting Butler. And then uh, you have the Pacers right behind them at 16-10. and 10. The Celtics are, I don't know what the Celtics are going to do. And they're 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. They're really not looking so hot right now. But uh, they'll, they're one of those teams that you know they'll put it together. The Detroit Pistons are 13 and 11. The Hornets are 12 and 13. And the Magic are 12 and 14. So there's your top eight right there. Two of those teams have losing records, yet there's a good chance they'll make the playoffs. Miami Heat are 11 and 14. Wizards are 11 and 15. And the, the Nets are 10 and 18. Anybody in the East that I didn't mention, basically the Knicks, Cavs, Hawks, and Bulls. You're not making the playoffs, guys. I'm sorry. As much as I'd love to see the Knicks get in there, it's not happening. On to the West. The Golden State Warriors have reclaimed first place. I know earlier this week they fell as far as um, they fell as far as fourth. They really haven't been doing that great, but they won three straight. 
things are starting to fall their way again and maybe all the nasty rumors about Kevin Durant leaving are going to subside and the Warriors can get back to just playing good old basketball. Oklahoma City, they're looking really good right now as well. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. They're in second, followed by the Nuggets in third. Nuggets were in first place earlier this week, so they'll be duking it out for that top spot. They've lost two straight. So have the Clippers. The Clippers 16-9. and nine. They were up there too. The Lakers 16-10. and 10. LeBron James still carrying that team to victory. Memphis is 15-10. and 10. Portland Trail Blazers 15-11. Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks. The Mavericks are 13 and and 11. Now, that's your top eight there. Those are your playoff bound teams. But you have the Sacramento Kings at 13 and 12, the Pelicans 14 and 14. And then you have a bizarre number of teams that most people thought would be in the playoffs. Well, the Pelicans, I would say, were one of them. But the Timberwolves, the Jazz, the Spurs, the Rockets, nobody expected those teams to be bad. And yet, there they are. Meanwhile, the teams like the Nuggets, the Lakers, the Mavs, they're all pushing themselves forward. So the West is really shaking up to be exciting if you're interested in all the drama that comes with basketball. That's where you're going to want to turn your attention, to the West. The Lakers, they're the big name right now because, realistically, LeBron James need, needs help. So anytime LeBron goes to a new team... That team becomes his, right? It doesn't matter what they were doing before. So, for example, right, when he went back to the Cavaliers, they had they had Kyrie Irving, they had number one picks, they, they were stocked and ready to go. Traded all that stuff away so that LeBron could have a winning team. Kyrie was a special, that was a special circumstance. They played together for a couple of years there. They won a championship together, but realistically... LeBron is now doing the same thing to the Lakers, right? So right now, the Lakers are more focused on getting him pieces so they can win at this moment than, you know, maybe trying to build for the future. There have been talks that they might trade Lonzo Ball. There are talks that they might trade Caldwell Pope. So it's it's really up in the air who's going to be playing for the Lakers in the next few months. Right now, their big target is Trevor Azaria. Um, uh, sorry, Trevor Azaria. Trevor Ariza, um, who was a big name for the Rockets the last few seasons. He globbed on with the Suns this year. But uh, it seems like he wants to be a role player, or the Lakers want him to be a role player out in L.A. They were also talking about getting John Wall, but a lot of those trade talks with John Wall have fizzled. We'll, we'll see what happens there more. Uh, looking at the Chicago Bulls, they're terrible. Jim Boylan took over the team. Uh, and after three games, he's already ticked off all their all of the players, uh, reprimanding them, benching them for long stretches, for uh, benching them for long periods of time, even holding super long practices, chastising players. They're not happy, and they're talking about not even showing up to practice. This dude is losing his team, and he's losing them quick. Now, listen, the Bulls have some talent. For some reason, they they're just not working together here. They need a better coach, or they just need to come to an understanding. All right, moving into hockey. My favorite sport because it's cold as you know what. Uh, the Flyers, they beat the Sabres this weekend, 6-2. The Golden Knights lost to the Kings, 5-1. Bruins, they get a big win over the Maple Leafs. Krejci, he moves up on the scoring list. Um, they won 6-3. Penguins lose to the Senators in overtime. I am wearing a Penguins shirt under this shirt today. 
but uh, probably just because they lost. The Islanders, they got a win over the Redskins, and they'll actually play the Penguins tomorrow. Avalanche and Lightning, 7-1. Rangers beat the Panthers, 5-4. Capitals get a win, 4-0 over the Blue Jackets. Flames beat the Preds, 5-2. And the Sharks beating the Coyotes. Coyotes, 5-3. Apparently, I just can't say words today. Today's games had... Um, Senators losing in overtime this time to the Bruins. Flame, well, uh, actually, were there any others today? Oh, yeah, Canucks and Blues. Jets crushed the Flyers 7-1. Canucks, I'm sorry, they crushed the Blues 6-1. You have Golden Knights and Stars, that one's tonight. The, uh, the Devils and Ducks, that game's going on at the moment. Flyers and Oilers is tonight. And the Canadians and Blackhawks, they're both tied at 2-2. Two two. All right, let's look at this playoff picture thing. So... In the Atlantic Division for hockey, you got the Tampa Bay Lightning. They have 47 points. They're on top. Then you have the Toronto Maple Leafs at 41. The Sabres are at 38, but the Sabres have lost their last five games. They shot up in the standings two weeks ago, and now they're coming back down to earth. Right behind them is the Boston Bruins at uh, 36 points, and then the Canadians at 35. The Bruins and Canadians, those are your two wild cards for the East. In the Metropolitan, you have the Capitals at 37 points, Blue Jackets at 34, and the Islanders at 31. They are tied, though, with the New York Rangers. Rangers also have 31, but the Islanders have played less games. And then really close behind them, you have the Penguins and the Hurricanes. Both of them are at 30. So it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting how the Metro shakes out. In the Central, out west, you have the Predators at 39. You have the Avalanche there at 39. You have the Jets at 38. And then you have the Stars at 35. And um, Stars would be getting one of those wild card slots. The Flames there at 40. They've been heating up the competition. The uh, San Jose Sharks at 35. Ducks at 35. And the Golden State, the Golden State Knights. <laughs> Las Vegas Golden Knights. The Golden Knights are uh, really pushing their way into the playoffs right now. They have 33. So... There was some talk there whether or not they'd make it. Some of the other teams, I mean, the Oilers started out hot. The Canucks started out hot. How out hot they're fizzling. Same thing with the Blackhawks, who've lost seven straight at this point. Um, so a lot of uh, a lot of good teams in the NHL not uh, not really carrying their weight right now. Though the big talk in the NHL is Seattle. And for those who popped in to my uh, live talk earlier this week, that's right, Sports, Sports, Sports Live. I was here on Monday. I kind of just drop in on social media and give a little howdy-do. So if you're interested, find our Facebook page. Type in Sports, Sports, Sports with Nick Drago in the Facebook search bar or at Sports3X Podcast. We should come right up. Just look for that big blue logo with the star. It's beautiful. Love it. So earlier this week, it was announced that the Seattle that Seattle would be getting an NHL team, and to make up for it, the Coyotes would be moving from the Pacific Division to the Central Division. Why is that important? Well, the Coyotes play really close to Las Vegas and to both LA teams. So all of those teams are within, within driving distance. So why then are you putting them in a division with teams like Chicago and Dallas and who else? And Nashville, because there are talks that the Coyotes will not be staying in Arizona forever. Let's be real. Does ice hockey work in the desert? It does if you're the Vegas Golden Knights, I'm going to be honest with you. Nobody expected that. 
The Coyotes experiment has been awesome. You know, when they were good, they weren't getting fans in the seats. When they're bad, they're definitely not getting fans in the seats. Everybody out there, it's all retirees. You have the same problem that Tampa Bay gets. The difference is Tampa Bay continuously fields a really good hockey team. No, unfortunately for the Coyotes, it just it's not working. Um, there's been talks for a long time about them getting a new stadium, the city of Glendale, which um, is is the city in which Coy the Coyotes play. Uh, they're struggling to try and keep the team around. A lot of the locals don't really care all that much, and so there's talks that they could they could be on their way to Houston. Houston has thrived on hockey, even though it's it's another one of those really super warm southern cities. Obviously, Houston being highly populated, you're going to be able to get fans in the seats, although Phoenix has just as high a population. Difference is, is that Houston was consistently selling out AHL games. That's right, minor league hockey games were selling out like crazy. The Houston Arrows, those were fun games to go to. So the Arrows recently have been moved out of Houston as of, I think, four years ago. Starving for hockey, and the Coyotes would be the perfect fit. All you got to do is move them right over. Bam! Houston's now right smack dab in the Central Division. So I think the NHL is doing this in hopes that, not in hopes that, that the Coyotes move, because they've really been trying to keep them there. But I think they're doing it more so with the thought that, hey, there's a good chance this team's going to be moving in the future. Um, while we're on the subject, though, of Seattle, I love thinking of what team names may, may this team be called. And we talked about a few uh, over the summer or earlier last year. However, just revisit that for a second. Here are some of the top contenders. The Seattle Emeralds, obviously, because, you know, it's nicknamed the Emerald City, although it would be, there would be a ton of Wizard of Oz puns if that were to go through. You have the Seattle Steelheads named for the Steelhead Trout, which is the state's official fish, because I didn't realize we had official fish. Seattle Tsunami, because they get tsunamis every couple hundred years. The Seattle Thunder, because, you know, it rains a lot, so maybe that makes sense. You could also say the Seattle Rain, I suppose. Seattle Sasquatch, um, I'm not sure how the Avalanche would feel about that because they actually use a, a Sasquatch barefoot as their secondary logo, or they used to. Seattle Rain, oh, okay, that one's that one is on this list here. Seattle Breakers, the Shield, the Totems, that, that would be my favorite. There once was a Seattle Totems uh, in that area, <clears throat> and they were actually... Um, uh, they were they were a big name team there for a while, and then you have the Seattle Metropolitans. So the Seattle Mets, uh, they are the first American team to ever win the Stanley Cup. That was back in seventeen seventeen. So a lot of big names in there. Uh, I'm really just getting this article from um, from the Hockey Writers by a gentleman named Walter McLaughlin. Um, so you can check out his explanation for some of those names there. But um, I really like the Totems or the Metropolitans. I think that those could be some fun names. But you know what? That's that's just how sports are. You never know what, what you're going to get. All right. Why don't we take another commercial break, and then we'll talk some baseball. We're going to talk some um, Athlete of the Week, and then we'll just wrap this whole thing up. Nice little cute little bell. How's that sound? Perfect. All right. Mission, great awareness. A tremendous God-given ability. Are your briefs too stretchy? Well, now they don't have to be with stiff pants, now with only 45% chance of impotence. 
Okay, that's a pretty bad advertisement. You know what would work better here though? Your own ad. Nick Drago here again, offering you a piece of the action right here, right now. Best part is it could be anything you want it to be. No, wait, that's not the best part. How could I forget the best part? The best part is I'm offering free ad space. So if you have a product you want me to endorse, please email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. It won't cost you a dime and I'll be waiting patiently at my computer. It's Schultz working it back in deep. Fresh from the bench, it's Crosby. Crosby on Kunitz and Schultz! Penguins win it! And they go to the final! Chris Kunitz with the second of the game. Fresh legs by Crosby and a bunch of happy humans here in Pittsburgh. All right, we're back. We're talking baseball. But Nick, it's cold outside. We don't talk baseball when it's cold outside. You quiet your mouth. We can always talk baseball because baseball is amazing. Except like in July, August, when it gets kind of boring for that two month stretch before the playoff push. Either way, let's talk baseball. The winter meetings are going on this week. All the uh, big management high heads from all the different teams are together right now discussing how do we make the sport better? One big change that's uh, been mentioned this week is that they are changing, they're banning shifting um, on the field. What that means is if, let's say, I, I can't think of a single human player right now. Um, let's say Mike Trout comes up to the plate and the defense knows that Mike Trout is, or the coaching staff knows that Mike Trout's most likely going to hit it towards left field or the left side of the field. Guess what? You shift your players over to the left more likely to get Mike Trout out. Well, apparently they're banning that now. So their thought is it's going to increase offense. My thought is you're changing a rule that's been a part of the game for as long as I can remember, as long as most people can remember. It just doesn't make much sense. But there are a lot of other things to talk about. Usually around this time of year is when the big name free agents start signing and there's a few big dominoes that we are waiting to fall. The big one right now is Mr. Bryce Harper, obviously one of the best players in the game. There's a lot of speculation as to whether or not he's he's going to sign somewhere in the next few weeks. Uh, there's really been talks that he's not coming back to the Nationals. We, know, we, we don't know that for sure, but that's been one of the high rumors. The Yankees have been talking about going for him. The Phillies are going hard for this guy, especially after they just lost out to... Um, they just lost out in the Corbin sweepstakes. And then you have um, you have a few other teams. The, you know, the Dodgers might give him a look. Thing play, you know, some of those, some of those squads. The ones with money, basically. Um, anybody who's flush with money is gonna be pushing hard for Bryce Harper to come play for them so that they can win a, be a winning baseball team. What you should note though is that these winter meetings, like anything can come out of this. Robinson Cano, nobody expected him to go to the Mariners. Nobody expected Alex Rodriguez to end up going to the Texas Rangers. You know, so there's a lot of different things that could happen in these next couple weeks. Um, some other things to keep in mind. We know the Phillies pushing hard. The Mets are also pushing hard. They got Edwin Diaz. They also got Robinson Cano. Um, they got... There's been a few others. They, they, they've been... They're just... They're pushing really hard to win right now. They're trying to get some trades going. Maybe get JT Real Muto. Um, so look out for the Mets. Look out for the Yankees. They're going to be spending their money. Obviously, they got James Paxson. They want to get another 
pitcher to, to join him out there, probably J.A. Happ, but there's some other options. Um, there's actually some big-name pitchers that could be traded, like Corey Kluber or Trevor Bauer. Um, both of them are making good money, but both of them are getting on in age a little bit, so I feel like the Indians are basically looking to, to hit that reset button right now. We'll see what happens. And then you have a lot of relievers that are going to be moving around, too. The big name is Craig Kimbrell. Everybody's wondering where he's going to go. It's probably going to be a massive six-year deal. I mean, this guy is, he's got the stuff. Um, but we'll we'll have to wait and find out on that. Diamondbacks, they're looking to trade Zach Granke. I mean, honestly, this dude's making way too much money to begin with. They've already gotten rid of Paul Goldschmidt. So dump Granke and his gigantic contract, and let's just go from there. So... Though, oh, oh my gosh, and I forgot about Manny Machado. Machado is also going to be commanding big money on the market. He's just as just as high up there as Bryce Harper. And again, the same teams, Yankees, Phillies, Dodgers. One of those three is going to end up with this guy, in my opinion. But we, again, we don't know. So if you have any predictions, thoughts on what's going to shake out in these winter meetings, please email us, sportsreactpodcast at gmail.com. Moving on to our Athlete of the Week. My boy, Steph Curry. This was actually from last week, but it's just such a heartwarming tale that I had to include it. So he got a, he got a, um, a, a letter recently. He was contacted recently by Riley Morrison. She's a nine-year-old girl who uh, loves to play basketball and is in love with the Curry Fives, his sneaker brand, but cannot find them in girl sizes because he doesn't make them in girl sizes. She called him out because he's all about women's sports and, and, and whatnot, and really promoting the, the basketball world in general. Yet, he doesn't make women's shoes. So, Steph Curry, not long after, said that he's been working with his, uh, with his team to create women's shoes and made sure that she got the sizes that fit her for free the best. So. I got to give it up to Steph Curry. Not a lot of players would just go out and do that. And he really is a, a, a classy guy. So that was uh, that was recommended to me by my wife, no less, Johanna Drago. She's also the content editor of this show. So let's give her a thank you. She also designed our logo. While we're on thank yous, thank you to Josh Woodward, who allows us to use his song, Golden Sunrise. I'll have a link to his website in our notes section. Other thank yous, of course, go to Mary Kay Albert, Jorge Pajares, Joe Calabro, all our favorite social media people like Lois Butler, my own mother, Lori Drago. Um, they all liked us, shared us, all that fun stuff on the Facebook. If you like what you're hearing today, go to YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, or Facebook. Type in Sports 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 with Nick Drago and hit that subscribe button. You can hear us every Sunday. Oh, by the way, I'm pretty sure this means I'm wrapping up the show. So if you like what you hear, like, comment, tweet, share, email. I don't care. Just get the word out there. We're here. We love talking about sports. If you want to be on the show, let me know. Sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about, comment, and whatnot. Now, if you'll excuse me, my mouth is just, I'm just so dry from talking right now. I've been talking for what feels like an hour. In reality, it's probably been 15 minutes. No, it's, oh no, it's actually been much longer than that. All right, well, <laughs> thank you for stopping in one more time, folks. I will see you next week. Good night. <laughs>